You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. What was the training like as they're teaching you these concepts? How do, how do they teach them? Is it in a classroom setting where they just describe, hey, when people do these things, this is what you can look out for? Are they having you observe people in different settings? Yeah, all of the above. They show videos of interviews. Um, they talked, you know, we get uh, uh, people that come in, the, the teachers that come in are, re, are, are agents, current agents that are sharing their expertise uh, over years of doing interviews, you know, from all that experience, yeah. videos of, of interviews they've done, uh, and then practice, practice scenarios too, you know, role plays, that that type of thing. Um, yeah. Are there any, uh, any significant moments that you remember from those training where you're watching certain videos, or like any famous cases that the average person would know? Um. I can't think of any specific examples that the average person would know about. Uh, so some of the things that stuck out at me, though, were just, uh, you know, this were, you know, they'd stop the video. Here they show this long interview process. It's the guy that says, I didn't do it. I didn't, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then all of a sudden he gets to the point where he's going to confess and, and he's, you know, he can't look, can't look at the uh, interview in the eye or anymore. eye anymore. He stops the video and he goes, okay, he's about to confess right now because he's doing this and this. And then sure enough, he started the video up again and he, and, he, and he admits to this particular crime. And this is a real life story. I mean, this isn't made up. It's not a role play. Interesting. Uh, so, so that type of thing. I, um, what, was he, what was he doing that was the tell to the imminent confession? Uh, you know, it was uh, the, 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 where his eyes were pointing. He looked away from the investigator. He was starting yeah. to uh, basically just, you know, his body language, he slumped in the chair and all his defenses went down. He was, he, you got me. I'm about to tell you what I, what I did. Um, body language just loosening up and lack of eye contact at that point in time. He's like looking down and I'm, I'm done. You got me. You know, that kind of thing. How does, how does that relate to when we're having discussions that are not, you know, quite as adversarial uh, with employees in uh, maybe performance reviews and their, you know, maybe they're not cutting the mustard, you know, doing so well. I, you know, those are sometimes uncomfortable when an employee isn't meeting expectations. Uh, particularly, I, I had a really challenging one years ago. Uh, I had asked this employee, you know, we would do these assessments. And so we had a sort of a leadership team assessment of each employee. And then we would bring them in and I would talk with them. And the first question I would ask is ask them how they thought they were doing. And... Right. Nobody thinks they're doing poorly, apparently, you know, and so they would, you know, people say, well, yeah, I think I've done really well. Everyone thinks they're an above average driver. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so I was sharing with this one person that our assessment was not at the highest level that theirs was. And it was uh, really, uh, really hurt them. You know, it caught them off guard, flat foot, and they start tearing up. And then I get uncomfortable. Uh, and, and I, I have found that I'm not good at being, um, hiding the, 
hiding my feelings. I'm more transparent with my feelings than what I think I am. Yeah. Uh, and so it just got uncomfortable, you know, and I, I don't, I don't like doing those things, but how do we deal with the, the awkward employee conversations in terms of communication, not just body like, but oh. how do we make sure that those are effective Yeah, and we're not letting the high emotions that can creep in negatively impact our ability to communicate effectively? Okay. I'll, uh, a couple of tips there. For, first of all, uh, when you do those type of things, those those employee interviews uh, and performance reviews, which are always uncomfortable, I think, and uh, you know, yeah. I've done it from both ends of the table. The table should not be between you. Your best option, I know, you can't always do this in, a, in an office setting, is to not have any encumbrance between you. No, no physical thing. You could be on the side of the desk; they can be on the other on on the adjo- adjoining side, but not one, across from one another. And the reason why you do that, first of all, you don't want something between you. It just creates a barrier. Second of all, you can look at their body a little bit better. You can see if their arms are being are crossed, and that's a sign that they're being protective. You can see what their hands are doing. Are they fidgeting? Look at their feet. Uh, sometimes you see people come in an office setting, and they're talking to their manager or supervisor, and they take their legs, and they lock them around behind, and even behind the stem of the chair, they're grabbing onto that for support. You can't see that if you got a desk in front of you. If you had, if you were uh, perpendicular t- uh, to them, um, then you'd be, uh, be able to see those those movements. And if they had their legs like that, that's a very uncomfortable position. So that's when you say, "Hey, so what's going on? What are you thinking about right now?" You ask some non-threatening question, try to reveal what's going on in their brain before you proceed, because there's just too much going on in their brain that's blocking that communication. And I've always learned this too: um, that if you have a poor performance and you have to review somebody. You, you you criticize the behavior, not the person. You don't make it personal. And if you make it personal, that that's going to be a big problem for you. That's Things are going to get worse. You criticize the behavior. And the same thing you would do with a kid. You know, you don't say you're a bad person because, because you did something wrong. You criticize what they did wrong. I know that's not you. That behavior is not acceptable. Not that you're not acceptable. That applies to adults too in a performance setting, I believe. Yeah. How often um, is it appropriate or useful at all to call out body language in that type of scenario? Hey, you're uh, you're wrapping your legs behind the chair. What's going and on? Those your arms are be, folded. Can't yeah. be comfortable. That, then you're just making them feel self-conscious about it. That's going to make it worse. Don't call out the body language. <laughs> okay. Just notice, right, the bo- notice the body language. And then, and then try to figure out what's going on. Ask a non-threatening question that would probably reveal that. <laughs> you say, hey, why are you wringing your hands together like this? They're going to keep wringing their hands. I didn't realize I was doing that. And then they're really going to get nervous. Yeah. Why do, you, why do you keep covering your mouth when you say you didn't steal the petty cash fund? Yeah. Like, why do you keep Put your hands on the desk and tell me right now. <laughs> yeah. So you would ignore it. Oh, not ignore it. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't call it out is what I'm saying. I would hear okay, it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thanks for making the great decision to listen in to this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly.
Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.